Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. All right, so where we last left off, you guys had <laughs> you guys had followed the face of what was believed to be Yorm's representation previously into the island. Pathway was set. You made your way to the bay. You lowered the tender, decided to leave someone back on board. You found signs and evidence that somebody had definitely been here. Um, orc in nature. Traveling through the jungle, you made it to the spire. Once at the spire, you had discovered that many orc skeletons uh, were at the foot of the spire in the hundreds. You found the scaffolding leading up to the top of the spire. All of you making your way there in very different creative ways. Once getting to the top, you had discovered the entryway into the outer sanctum. The main door that was sealing off the inner sanctum had been damaged. Um, scaling the wall found the inner sanctum where the body, the mummified corpse of Yorm, was lashed in place alongside a exposed and fractured sarcophagus littered with all sorts of gems and coins and other things, as well as a very tall, large orc skeleton corpse uh, dressed in very old-school pirate attire. You then proceeded to attempt to recover Yorm. At one point, when Yorm had been brought down to the floor and became somewhat closer in contact to where Tobias was standing, the bottle, one of the items found in the Stormlord's vault, began to react to Yorm's presence. It was at this point, Barnacle the Bloody Grim began to stand up and rise, and you guys did combat with him. After a very long, well, long in real terms, not so long in game terms, um, after a very long, drawn-out battle, um, two of your friends nearly falling 
others nearly falling, some being banished, this cataclysmic event playing out. It was Tobias that managed to uncork the shuttered eye of the bottle, releasing the trapped crew from within. Uh, once the trapped crew was released, the last of the power that was needed to give the Grim his ability to rebind himself to Yorm was separated. Yorm no longer in the form of a mummified creature seems to have come back to his normal point as he came back to consciousness or came back to somewhat of an existence the battle raging around settled it was a final curse that the grim yelled out and that's when the spire began to shudder and quake and that's where we last left off. Sigurd, give me a charisma save, please. I feel like I've made a lot of those recently. Yeah. Uh, that's a 21. 21. As you stand there watching the the eight-foot-tall figure of Yorm, and from what you can remember of Yorm, he always had that ability to control um, his height. That was one of his innate features of being a storm giant. Um, he could make himself large, 20, 30 feet tall, or he could make himself smaller in order to crew and command the ship. It's at this point, everything begins to slow down. You're, you watch as Tobias seems to be about to start a conversation with Yor, but Tobias slows so much, it's almost as if he's not moving. You can see fire... Um, uh, making her way very slowly towards Mara and Sam. You can see where Asborn is still up, way high, up on that inner sanctum wall, looking down in his mouth. Oh, wait, no, he had come down. Um, he had been brought back to consciousness, being helped up. They're all moving and shifting, but slowly responding. They're, they're slow in their movement, almost strangely slow. You watch as Yorm steps away from Tobias, comes over to you, rests his hand on your shoulder and goes, Well, Sigurd, <laughs> it's good to see you again. How how did you find this place? Where, where did you find these friends? And my God, look at you. You're so dramatic. This is what you came back as? I thought it was a uh, good form, but uh, well, I'm just happy to see you. I, 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 Kismet is definitely well played here. I, I, I shudder to think if you'd not come as anything other than this paladin form that you took. As you can see, this is the reason why I could not come back with you. When you made your oath and you left... And I was screaming for you. It was not out of anger or frustration. It was it was at that moment I realized that my soul was still bound to this place. That scourge over there, that the Grim had found my body. He had cast some kind of curse on it. I do not know what. He he made a deal with someone. It was that bottle that 
trapped me and our crew. And it's at that point, as he says that, you can see green and bluish outlines of familiar faces of your crew kind of popping into existence in this kind of like static area that's been created. Um, your your quarter, the old grizzled quartermaster, uh, the two cabin boys that would often um, uh, do the heavy work and you kind of were raising them like sons of your own. Um, all these sailors moving about, smiling and nodding at you and they're drifting off and up and away, you know, coalescing like they're going somewhere else. You're not sure where they're going, but they're leaving. But they're happy. They they had smiles on their faces. There was a sense of release. Um, Yorm quickly bends over, picks up the bottle from the ground, hands it to you and goes, Oh, well, I can't stay long. I've missed the opportunity to take the oath. I'm sorry I can't fight this fight with you, but there are a couple things I can do for you. And he hands you the bottle and he says, If you can get a chance to return this to the vault, please do. I think even in the Stormlord's understanding of what we did, I don't believe it's his curse that lies upon you, Sigurd. Something else, either the oath that you took to return, or perhaps the fact that you escaped the same prison that I did, may have something to do with what your curse is, but... I have chosen to embrace the Stormlord, and I will return and serve as best as I can with him. I will guide our sailors and our men and women to their resting place so that they can move on and move forward. But before I go, no, young Sigurd, I do love you like a brother, and you have been a most excellent friend. And with that, he kind of gives you this really warm embrace and lifts you up about a foot which is odd for you considering how big you are um sets you down um you feel this magical energy kind of course through your body as you regain those two lost constitutional points as he seems to have restored um the effects of that necrotic curse that was cast upon you by grim and then he stands there with his arms crossed, looking at you and looking at the others. Uh, that static bubble still slowing time down, giving you this opportunity to converse with him. And he looks at you and he goes, Sigurd, I give you one last warning. Something larger than you and all your friends are at play here. Yes, the curse is gone for me and our, our friends, but I fear... It remains with you, and it's something that you'll have to figure out what it is. That creature that you've killed, Barnacle the Grim, is not the one we fought before. Whatever oath he made to accomplish this task that drove him to such madness and such destruction, something made that deal with him and then brought him to this place, brought him to an opportunity to gain vengeance not only on you, but permanently keep our men and women and myself trapped in perpetual servitude. As much as I wish I could stay here and fight this fight with you, I cannot do that. But as I look in this room, 
And I look at these brave individuals who have fought this particular battle with me, with you. I would say you're off to a good start, Sigrid. And then he leans down towards you. I would definitely move through life with the one general understanding. Never trust a rat with a map. Any <laughs> see you on the other side, Sigurd. Oh yeah, you and your friends better run in a hurry. So everybody else, as Sigurd, as you watch Yorm begin to fade away and the static bubble begins to stutter slightly, for everybody else, time was normal. Nothing changed. Everybody else, give me investigation checks really quick. 13. 13. Seven. Seven. Okay. 24. Nice. Uh, uh, 15. 15. So for the rest of you, as you roll these checks and you see those numbers, that's exactly how long you have to do in seconds before you have to run. So with that, we will start with Mara since, well, let's see, where's Asborn? What'd you get to get Asborn? Uh, I was unconscious on the floor. They didn't bring you back yet? No, not yet. Okay. When so, the session ended, ended, I was dead. Died. Yeah. I mean, unconscious. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you were unconscious, so you do not get a roll. So nope. even though you guys have no idea what Sigurd is doing, he looks like he's standing there talking to nobody. Um, a, you could see a shimmer floating around, but you're not sure what it is. But time is moving normal. The, the, the spire is shaking. Rocks are beginning to fall. Um, Sam, you have seven seconds before you have to get out of that place. Mara, you have 24. Tobias, you have 18. Fire, you have 15. So for the four of you, we'll start with Mara. You have 24 seconds. What do you want to do? Okay, so if I remember correctly, there's the sarcophagus, like, broken on the floor in front of us. Nearby, yes, it is. Okay, and then you said it was, like, filled with... Like gold and such? It's filled with coins and gems and jewelry and trinkets and goblets and uh, finery. It's just loaded with stuff. Okay. Um, and fire did the detect magic before all of this started and every single thing in the room glowed. Was that right? In the room glowed. Correct. The room glowed. Correct. Okay. Now that the guy's dead. Um, Fire, do you have another detect magic available? Checking. Yes. I don't want to touch anything if it's still glowing, but if it's not, I'm going to start shoving. <laughs> I'm with money. So you watch as fire reacts. <laughs> um, and as she casts it out, I will say there are three items in particular that are still glowing in the pile. It would seem that whatever magical aura that possessed this sanctum is now gone. Um, it's uh, either evaporated or dissipated or 
left with both the recovery of Yoram's corpse and the defeat of um, the Grim. Uh, so you, there are three items that are glowing. One is white, one is red, and one is green. Okay. Um, well, my, my plan is to like just goop into the bag, the haversack. Okay. And, and just like as much, I mean, use the haversack to kind of just like open it up and like, like a fishing net, just <laughs> goop. Okay. So, so Mara, so Mara, what are you doing? <laughs> um, can I take one round and do, um, I want to search for not the, the three magical things, but I want to search for not coin, but maybe another object that they have in there. If there's like weapons or anything. Sure. I'll say you dig, you spend six seconds digging around and um, you find, um, <laughs> you find, um, I'll say, yeah, you'd find that there. You find a small box and on the top of the box, it has a runic symbol called and you recognize the runic symbol as sanctuary. Okay, I will grab that. Yep. And then I'll do uh, one round of coin scooping. Okay, so you start scooping in coins. And then that's three of my rounds. I should have one more. Yep. Um, could I do a quick scan of the perimeter of the room? Give me a perception check. Uh, 16 plus 21 21 as you scan and look around um, for a moment you watch as Yorm's existence shimmers into vision and then shimmers away again you definitely get the feeling that Sigurd is having a conversation with Yorm or Yorm is having a conversation with Sigurd there's definitely something going on there but it's going on outside of your reality you okay. also realize that the swarm of bones now have finished collapsing. You can see the unconscious form of Asborn on the ground. Um, rocks are beginning to tumble and fall from the top of the of the cavernous space. The once damaged opening is kind of cracking and separating even more. Uh, the 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 sanctum door still seems stable. Other than that, that's pretty much everything that you see. Okay, um, then I'm going to make my way back towards the wall. Okay, that will finish Mara's turn. Tobias, you have three rounds. You have 18 seconds. What do you want to do? Okay, the first thing I want to do is I want to grab that um, bandolier that the that the orc had that okay. the daggers Takes out. you six seconds. You make your way over to the severed upper half of Grim. Uh, you pull the bandolier um, off. It's actually a matching set that would sit crosswise on your chest. Um, you you grab it. That's six seconds. You've got twelve more seconds left. And on my way to get out, I'm going to go by the old treasure pile and look for the biggest, hugest, most expensive-looking gem I can find and ram it into my backpack. And then I'm out, baby. Okay, you find a very large diamond and you ram it into your backpack and then you make your way towards where Mara is beginning to make her way over by the wall. Uh, fire. 
You have 15 seconds. What are you doing? Well, first I'm going to do the coin scoop because I'm right next to the pile. Okay, you like, a big old arm into the haversack. Bigger, okay. Like, as much and and any... and Did we not want to take the glowy things? Because I kind of want to take the glowy things. I'm pretty paranoid from my sword. Well, if we're they're cursed, then we'll just drop them again. Um, you know, we'll, we'll drop them like we dropped these. So I'm scooping the glowy things if I possibly can. Okay, so that's 12 seconds. Uh, you got three seconds left. I'm going over to, to Asborn's on the ground. Yep. Yep. And and cure woundsing him. Okay, go ahead and roll. Uh, let me see. Sigurd. Sigurd, go ahead and give me an investigation check. It's going to be a third level cure wounds. Okay. Investigation is a natural 20. Nice. Go ahead and add your... Zero. It's plus zero. (laughs) Okay. 20. Asborn, take 20 points back. So Asborn, you you wake up to fire leaning over you. You feel that calm and that that energy kind of like go back into your um, your existence, that warm feeling of escaping death once again, your eyes flare open. Um, go ahead and give me an investigation roll. Disadvantage, please. Okay, let me check. Ooh, nine. Nine. You look around, you're halfway up, You've got nine seconds to react to what you're seeing. You can see where Mara, Tobias have headed over towards the exit. Um, Fire looks like she's already loaded up on some kit from the sarcophagus and came by to get you on your feet. Um, You're up on your feet. She's now heading towards the exit. You can see where uh, an image, a shadowy image of Sigurd is fading in, fading out like he's having a conversation um, with Yorm. You're not really sure what's going on there, but you have a turn. You have a round and a half to kind of figure out what you want to do before you run. Uh, I'm just gonna run. Okay. I'm not gonna wait. Yeah, you you turn and you run towards the same direction as everybody else. Um, Sigurd, everything drops around you. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just a moment that you could see the edge of the outline form of Yorn smiling, um, and as he kind of drifts into transparency and then his essence is fading all you hear in his head it, all you hear in your head is run man don't just stand around fucking run I'm going to, who is the closest to me everybody has now run over to the inner sanctum wall and they're about ready to decide on what they're going to do next I'm scooping up all of the people that I can scoop up in my arms. Um, I would say you can scoop up Tobias because he's the smallest. Um, I would also say that Asborn's probably the most injured, uh, but he's relatively athletic. Um, But no one's unconscious at this point. Let's see I'm doing. Um... Dam's gonna go last. Oh, okay. Um, 
So Sam is standing amongst everything. She's watching as everyone goes racing towards the door. She's going to only have one round to do one thing, but because you rolled a 20 on yours once your conversation with Yoram finished, we're going to resolve yours first. Who, uh, who has the bottle? You do. I have the bottle? Okay, good. I'm stashing that. Yeah, Yoram handed it to you. Remember, he wants you to return it to the vault? Yeah. Um... I don't know what to do. I guess I'm just going to run out. Okay, you run right by Sam towards everyone else. Sam, you have seven seconds. What would you like to do? Is there anything within arm's reach that looks like it might be valuable that I could just snag? I would say if you were to plunge your hand into that pile, chances are you're probably going to pull something out. I do that. Okay, you reach out, you, um, your hand moves around and come out, and you're holding on to a very small leather sack. Um, as you pull it out and you look, it's filled, absolutely filled with diamonds. Wait, all right, so I'm going to shove that in my pocket, and then if I could uh, cast, well, how far away am I from everybody else? Um, everybody's now heading towards the Sanctum Wall. I think I'd be able to reach them, and it's not like I'm like far behind everybody. Yeah, no, no. I mean, this is not a very big chamber. It's very condensed. One of the reasons why you guys were able to stay so uh, close and, and, and everything. Um, so, yeah, reaching them won't be a problem. Okay. So then I'm good. Um, I will pocket my bag of diamonds and I will sprint after everybody else. Okay, so all of you are now at the inner sanctum wall together, looking up and around. Once again, a quaking, uh, a shake of the um, of the spire. <laughs> you you watch as the remains of skeletons falling to the ground, and then all of you are shocked as you watch a boulder just shatter nearby, just exploding debris out. Um, as you look up, more and more rocks are now falling. Um, everybody make deck saves, please. Uh, 21. Okay. 22. Okay. I'm going to use Shield Master also. Okay. 17 for Mara. I'm about to die because I got a 2. A 2, Sam? That's unfortunate. I was about to ask you to heal me. <laughs> I have 8 hit points. 23. 23, and Tobias is 16. Okay, so yeah. everybody who rolled a 16 or higher, you saved. You only take 3 points of bludgeoning damage. Um, Sam, you take six points of bludgeoning damage as the rocks are falling, bouncing off you, hitting you when a boulder like lands, it shatters and there's like shrapnel of rocks uh, coming at you. Uh, you guys are at Don't the inner you guys are at the inner sanctum wall. What do you want to do? Is this an is this an area effect deck save? Um like, could I use my evasion to try to avoid? Yeah, I, I would say that's okay to do here. Okay. All right, cool. Then I just take no damage. Cool. And I think that's um, the we... same for Asborn as well. Did we have a rope yep. to climb up? I was going to say, are we, are we close to the stairs where we climbed up? Well, you guys are on the inner sanctum. So you're still in the inner sanctum, right? Oh, so we need to inverted wall, right? Yeah, this is an inverted wall with a conical shape to it. So you've got to climb 
up and over. Rope. Now there's two ropes that you guys had. Wall. There's two ropes that you guys had left hanging. the The wall itself is pretty thick. I mean, it when um, when Mara uh, moved through it with her spell effect, um, it it should have been instantaneous to move through it. But there was a slight delay for her because of the nature of the tower and what she was doing. Um, but I, I would say the wall is probably three, four feet thick. Okay, I have a climbing speed of like 20 feet, so I'm just going to climb up the wall. Okay. And He's... like put Tobias on my shoulder and climb up the wall. Okay, so the two of you start climbing. Everybody else, what could are you doing? I, could I theoretically cast Misty Step? Can I see the top of the wall? Like, is it? Absolutely. How far up is it? Uh, 30 feet. Perfect. Then I would like to cast a Misty Step, so I just. You bam. <laughs> You just, do, 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 do. you're now at the top of the wall. Um, fire, give me uh, a acrobatics just for, make sure you don't flub it. Uh, Mara, what are you doing? So you said there was two ropes that had already, because we used them on the way down. Correct. Um, would that be an acrobatics or an athletics? Uh, that's going to be an athletics to climb up the rope. Okay. Um, it's all I can do. I guess I'm going to climb. Okay. Sigurd, what are you doing? Uh, so still no one's injured, right? Nope. Well, there's a lot. Everybody's yes, injured. Yeah, injured. everybody's injured, but no one's but unconscious. Points in crappy athletics. If I fall off the rope, I'm dead. Okay. Is it I'm possible dead. to give Mara advantage if I'm at the top, holding onto the rope, like helping pull? Yes, her up? I'm okay with that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the last one to go up the rope. So if anyone falls down, I'll catch them on their way down. Okay, fair Ooh. enough. So Asborn, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just gonna scale it. Okay, give me, um, give me athletics for you. Okay, twenty six. Okay, and actually, Mara, <laughs> give me, give me athletics or acrobatics, whichever is better for you. It doesn't matter. I rolled a one and a three. <laughs> No. Oh, so my all of God. you, all of you are scaling, no. getting up this wall. Um, Sam, you're holding onto the rope, but halfway up, the spire shakes and trembles slightly, just as um, uh, Mara is like um, overhanding the rope, and then her hand slips, and her other hand comes loose, and she starts falling backwards, and she's falling. Asborn, she's falling past you. Um, uh, okay, since you're trying to grab her, uh, Mara, give me a deck save. I'm still sort of good at that. Not right now. Uh, 15? 15. That was the DC. You guys kind of like interlock each other's arms. You swing as you're holding onto you. the I rope. Yeah, you're holding onto the rope, Asborn, with one hand, and you manage to hang on to. Uh, um, Mara, before she can plummet to the ground, you swing her back up and you push her above you, um, and she's now back on the rope. Um, everybody scaling and climbing, scaling and climbing. Sigurd, you watch as everybody makes it to the very top of the inner sanctum wall, and they're beginning to edge over to the other side. What are you doing? I'm, I'm climbing up too. Okay, give me athletics or acrobatics, whichever's better. That is a 21. Nice. With uh, athletics, yeah. Um, as everybody else begins Am to... Am I rolling again? 
Uh, hold on. <laughs> As you guys begin to scale the other side, oh my God, yeah, the shame dice right there. <laughs> um, so you make it up there. Um, so now you guys are beginning to come down the other side, but this is a lot easier because of the shape of the wall. Um, and you've already come up this particular side, so it's not really something you have to check for. You just begin to come down the other side of the wall, but there's another shutter of the spire. More rocks are falling. Everybody give me deck saves. Twenty-one. Okay. Eight. Eight. So fire, mm -hmm. you will take six points of bludgeoning damage. And that's a nine. Uh Sigward, six points of bludgeoning damage. Sam, six points of bludgeoning damage. Rest got a 24. I mean, half is three. Uh, half would be three, yes. The blood is like coming out of my ears, guys. <laughs> Tobias, you take. Um, no, so, Asborn and Tobias, you do not take any damage because you made your saves. Um, Mara takes half, and everybody else takes six. So, these rocks <laughs> bouncing off the wall, hitting you, shrapnel striking into your bodies. All of you skid down this concaved outside portion of the inner sanctum wall onto the ground. You run over to where the entryway was and the double doors are now kind of like clattering in their door frame um, from the effect of the spire shaking back and forth. Um, you can hear the rock crack and you even look up, you can begin to see daylight out through the crack. Um, all of you tumble out onto the platform outside where the doors are. Um, you look as the first 50-foot section of the scaffolding has fallen away from where the platform starts. It's now just this chasm of uh, empty space, and you can look down and see where the rest of the scaffolding is. You guys are now currently 300 feet up in the air. 50 feet of the scaffolding is gone. The spire is still shaking. Rocks are tumbling. What do you want to do? Form of giant eagle. <laughs> Can you carry me? Climbing on the wall. Again. You watch as Sam. Carry oh yeah, you watch as Sam <laughs> comes into existence as a giant eagle. She's sitting there, <laughs> her massive wings holding her aloft. Uh, fire! Uh, you I'm swing down. down and begin to climb uh, the wall with Tobias on your shoulder. Yep. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? I would like to climb onto the eagle. Okay, Mara, you you reach, get onto the back of uh, uh, Sam. Sigurd and Asborn, unfortunately, are probably too heavy at this point, uh, especially Sigurd. He's massive with his armor. Now, question. Mm -hmm. Can I, like, put one or at a time get them like on my back and climb them over to the other side the 50 foot chasm like onto the yeah but you're gonna need to you're gonna need to make a couple checks to make that happen right but otherwise how are they getting down <laughs> the spire shakes again okay that's what I'm gonna um, unless you guys have another idea. Well, could Sam, after she drops me off, could she at least take Asborn? 
Is that one too heavy? So collectively, it's all too heavy, but one at a time is very doable. Right. Right, right, right. Well, that's we're going to start ferrying them over to the. Gotcha. At least to the ground. No, the ground is 300 feet down. We just need to put them to the scaffolding past the 50 foot of scaffolding that fell. Okay. Fair enough. So. Gotcha. So you're climbing with Tobias. Um, Sam, first you ferry Mara over there. Mara, you're now on the other side. Uh, Sam goes back over, picks up Asborn, ferries him over to the other side, comes back, picks up Sigurd. Just as you pick up Sigurd, the last of the platform in the doorway begin to crumble and fall down the side of the spire. Um, You bring them over. Everybody's now on the scaffolding. Um, Sam, you're, you're hovering nearby. You're watching as one by one, your friends are now beginning to descend as fast as they can down the scaffolding. Um, everybody make deck saves, please, as the scaffolding begins to crumble under your feet. Even me in the air? Even me on the wall? Um, I thought you... I wasn't on the... No, I didn't go oh, down so the Oh, so you're going to stay on the... I gone down the wall. Gotcha. Because the scaffolding was not... I didn't want to put my weight on it if I didn't have to. Gotcha. Okay. So you're still on the wall. Yeah. So I got a 26. Okay. I have two hit points. So if it's any more than that. <laughs> so you're hit. racing down the scaffolding. Um, uh, Sigurd, give me a deck save. Dodgy, dodgy. dodgy. Eight. Eight. Dodgy, um, dodgy. Tobias, give me a deck save. Oh, never mind. You're on uh, uh, fire shoulder. Um, Asborn. Is she what- within... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Asborn, what's your deck save? I got a 16. Okay, the DC was a 16. So, Mara, the two of you are running. You can look down and see where um, uh, fire is descending the sheer face of the of the spire with Tobias on her shoulder. Sam, as you hover and you watch as Sigurd begins to run after them. The scaffolding falls out from underneath his feet, and he is now free falling the 300 feet. I catch him? Uh, yeah, you you catch as he's falling, the two of you. You swoop underneath him. Sigurd, give me a acrobatics or athletics. Okay, that is a 16. <laughs> that was the DC. You land on this feathery surface as, as Sam bears the brunt of your full weight. And Sam, you're like... Holy shit, how many donuts has this guy been eating? And just <clears throat> to the point where you take two points of bludgeoning damage from him smacking into you and you begin to like free, like go into like almost like a uh, like a sideways dive at first from, from the action, but you manage to stabilize yourself. And as you're turning and making your way down the ground, you can see where fire is making her way down the spire and you can see where the rest of your team is running along that scaffolding as it's literally collapsing behind them by about 10 or 15 feet. Um, so for Asborn and Mara, give me constitution saves. I want to see how well you can keep up this pace. Constitution? Yeah, save. Okay. Okay. 12. 20, not natural. Okay. Uh, Mara, you you keep going, but as you run, you can hear the space between you and Asborn begin to, to, to expand. It's almost as if Asborn is kind of slowing down a bit, losing his breath. You guys keep the pace up for another, a little bit while longer. Um, 
I'll say at the 100 foot mark, I need one more. So I need the two of you give me uh, con saves and Asborn with disadvantage. Okay, let's see. Oh, bad. Uh, 13. Okay. Okay. Oh my god, a natural one. <laughs> with that at the 100 foot mark, Sam, as you managed to set Sigurd right on the ground about 20 feet away from the spire's edge because now you're watching as it seems that just the very top of the spire is being affected it's collapsing in on itself but the rest of the spire looks okay other than the fact that it's shaking as you look you watch just in time mara is barely ahead of the collapsing scaffolding she looks like she's losing her breath losing the race but you watch as asborn loses the race and is now plummeting a hundred feet towards the ground. I'm gonna go try and fly and catch him. Okay. You take off in that direction. Um, Fire, give me... uh, We're gonna... um, While all that's going on, give me um, acrobatics. Okay. Because this thing is like shaking as you're climbing down it. Climbing down. Uh, 20... 16 and 6 is 20... Two? Yep, 22. So you, you managed to make it to the 200-foot level, no problem. Give me another one. 17. You managed to... Hold on. One of your claws breaks loose, but you swing it back over and, and grind it into the granite, and you continue down. Uh, give me the last 100 foot. Is that... 15. 15. Um, you managed to barely hang on your claws actually slip about 10 feet you take two points of bludgeoning damage from the effects on your claws uh, but you manage to stick it back in and uh, you and tobias make it the rest of the way down sam um, you've got one chance to catch asborn asborn you got one chance to land on sam's back so because sam's helping you and you can see where she's about to swoop right underneath you at the 50 foot mark. Um, I need a, I'll, I'll let you choose either athletics or acrobatics. It's up to you. Okay. Athletics it is. Okay. Advantage, right? Positive juju, positive juju. Yes, because Sam is helping Oh me. my goodness. That better be a good, oh my goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't die. Sam dies. I, I got two threes, so I got a 13. <laughs> so, uh, Mara, as you make it down and the last of the scaffolding collapses before you, it feels like your lungs are just going to rupture. You make it down the last 10 feet. All the scaffolding is slowly collapsing around the coil of the spire. You look to see where um, Tobias and Fire have safely made it off the spire you can see where sigward is sprinting towards the spire to catch up with all of you after being safely lowered by sam you look up just in time to see the falling asborn bounce off the back of sam and then all of you looking right into the ground Uh, um so am i physically the closest one to him right now so i would say sam you are so asborn you just took uh, 22 points of falling damage. Ooh. Oh, okay. Are you still conscious? I am unconscious. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to turn immediately and head towards him. Okay. And start yeah. moving 
folders and scaffolding, whatever I can do. So all of you begin to converge where the limp an unconscious form of Asborn's like just lying there crumpled. Uh, you can even see a bone sticking out of one of his arms. But wait, is it is it just the spire that's moving or is the island itself moving? Can we feel the ground moving at all? No, it, it, the, the effect of the spire is causing the ground to shake, but you get the feeling that it's just that chamber that's being affected. It's like okay. collapsing in on itself and it's even beginning to where the, the, the rocks and gravel that are pattering down the sides of the spire are no longer like big, huge boulders. It's just the residual effect of the collapse. Okay. Um, I'm going to stay as an eagle, but I'm going to look over at fire to see if she's going to help him. Because if I have to stay as an eagle to carry him heck back you know to the ship. Help him. So say that uh, again. So what are we doing? I said, heck yeah, I'm going to help him. Okay. Well, all of you are pretty much trying to converge on the same area. Even Sigurd is like foot pumping it, realizing that he he could have fallen the 300 feet, seeing... Okay, I still have second level spells. All I right. am going to... Can, am I there yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, cure wounds, um, second level on Asborn. Okay. Um, so that's uh math um twenty one points get twenty one hit points back there asborn and then I ah! Mara <laughs> 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 am I alive am I alive Mara's there. Mara's there. Yeah, Hi. literally, you watch as Asborn just sits up and screams. He's like, and he's even flailing like he's still falling. Oh, God. Oh. An 18 oh, points a mass to cure? Mara. Oh, 18. Okay, thank you. 18 points to Mara. No, it wasn't a mass cure. I just blew okay. two spells. Right, thank you. <laughs> I mean, not blue. They were well used. <laughs> well appreciated. Yes. So all of you are standing there. The last of the tremors of the spire um, uh, kind of, um, you know, settling still. Um, the island itself seems slight, rather unscathed by all this activity. Um, you guys watch as Sigurd comes running up to you. And Sigurd, as you come running up, there's like a, almost like a, like a last minute like giggle in your head a last minute where your arm is like you hear his voice in your head oh i forgot to tell you um this island's gonna return to the hand um you should probably get off of it i'm just gonna scream as loud as possible it's a finger <laughs> and you watch his Sigurd yells that and begins to run in the direction of the bay where the ship is. And it's at that point, as all of you begin to turn and run following Sigurd, you watch as the spire itself begins to fade and gradually disappear. The uh, a, a now almost like sand-like whirlpool begins to begin to form as the spire is being drawn into the island you could see where the trees are being pulled all of you feeling this kind of like gravitational force pulling you towards the center as you're sprinting 
and sprinting and sprinting away from the center. Um, you guys make it to the jungle line. Trees are blowing by you, being pulled back. Um, you're dodging them and like a half hour, hour goes by. All of you guys, your lungs are about to rupture. Um, you make it to the bay. There's the tender still there, but the, the effects of the island drawing in on itself is still in force. You guys pile into the tender. You pull out the rope. You disconnect it. All of you start rowing. Um, as you're rowing, uh, who wants to row? There's two sets of oars. I'll row. Okay, fire your rowing. Who else? Somebody strong. I'm rowing. Sigward, you, you pick up. So, Siggy, give me athletics, and fire, give me athletics. Well, this is happening. Can I try shoving my bone back in my body? Um, I would say the healing effect brought it back in. It's just that your arm's very so sore and the pinkish skin is still very raw to the touch. Uh, 23, by the way, on athletics. Okay. 22. Okay, the two of you leaning in, everybody else just breathing heavy. Um, so at this point, as you guys make it into the bay and you feel the tender kind of bump into the edge of the Koala ship, you can see um, Asmon looking down going, hey guys, how'd it go? Everything okay? And then you see the little halfling child jump up on the rail and go, um, and halfling to you fire, she starts complaining about how she's hungry. <laughs> and all of you look back in time to see the island just kind of fold in on itself, sink into the water. You look and you watch as the storm clouds kind of pulse in and then poof, they just kind of begin to rise away, dissipate. The water returns back to a calm kind of, um, uh, you know, not stormy or thundery in any way. As it, all of a sudden this entire storm-like area just begins to evaporate and like rise up into the sky until it's completely gone. And the last thing you hear, Sigward, is, <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy. And you guys made it back to the ship. What are you doing? I want to find one piece of land that's not magical that's going to sink away from us. It was a I finger. Just, I just think that if we're in calm seas, our anchor is already down. We should all get some rest because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I could use a long rest. We can still get underway and sleep. I think we'll be safer as the little underwater ship. Well, aren't we still pretty close to uh, Port Zoom? You're about five hours yeah, away. We yeah, we didn't travel that far yeah. to get here. Yeah, you're about five wanna, hours away. I don't want to go back underwater and then back up above water. It seems like a lot of, a lot of. It seems like a lot of dice rolling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to roll into Port Zoon, you know, like with no spells or anything. So yeah, we could take a rest and then go into. Well, Port what time of day is it? Well, I mean, it's mid morning okay. at this point. Let Let's start off. I, I'll go slow, so we, it'll take us like twelve hours to get there. You guys can get some sleep. We can all get some sleep. 
Well, well, if we get there. After oh no, 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 no! Wait, wait, wait! I am wrong. You're wrong. Um, it was so you guys were going to have we were to dock. Like more of a day out. Yeah, because you were going to have to know. So you got into Port Zoon where you were only an hour out, but it was going to be dark. Yeah, it was going to be right. dark, so you couldn't dock at night. So that's mm -hmm. when you guys decided to pursue the thunderstorm, which would have happened right. at night. So I'll say it's it's probably around like midnight, kind of midnight, one a.m. Right. Okay. So let's take a long rest and pull out in the morning. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Please. I think Asborn should be on. I mean, not Asborn. Asmon should be on watch. Yeah, he's had it easy. <laughs> and it's at this as you guys um uh you you wait for the ropes to fall they fall the connect them to the pulleys you can hear the crank being utilized up top the tenders being raised up and over one by one you guys kind of spill out of the tender um asmon's just like full of questions with his brother kind of like to the point where it's almost annoying um the halfling child comes up to you fire um speaking in her halfling voice wanting you know food hungry what what's going on uh, what happened where'd the island go it's just a typical like small child question um nattering at I'm you like, i can picture it vividly <laughs> you i don't speak halfling <laughs> all of you are now on the deck of the ship um asmon kind of gets the gist of uh of what you're asking to do so he's good he's gonna take watch overnight uh to make sure everything's okay um you guys all go down to your rooms settle into what remains of your rooms i mean you've never really resolved that issue yet and instantly one by one you guys all just kind of zonk out um get your long rest so everyone go ahead and take your long rest thank god I'm going oh, I to feed, I feed the halfling child. Okay. I'm going to sleep with the bottle in my arms. Okay. Well, it, it does have an opening now. I'm just gonna hug the bottle as I go to sleep. Is there still a ship in it? No, it's empty. The bottle is empty. Bottle is empty. I'll tug the bottle. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, it's not. I, I, I had to go to the bathroom on the way to the ship. Sorry. Rules, rules, Tobias, rules. Just kidding. All right, and, and you got that I, I fed the halfling child, right? Yes. And, okay. So all of you wake up the next morning to a rather unique sound. It is the sound of calm no thunderstorm no <laughs> raging hurricane <clears throat> no mad undead pirate captain trying to kill you it's one by one you guys wake up to what feels like a very normal morning you're still anchored in place as you guys kind of come up to the common level um it, and there's Asmon sitting there with the halfling child. They seem to be playing a game of dice. He's doing a pretty good job of keeping her entertained. This level, this common level, is where you normally would gather for your meals. And there is quite the nice assortment of foods and 
um, teas and coffees and uh, pitchers of ale kind of set out. Um, Asmon comes over and goes, oh my god, guys. Oh my god. The things I found while you were gone. And he runs over and you see that there's this large piece of furniture tucked away near the common space. He goes, oh my god, watch this. And he, he puts his hand on the handle and he goes, uh, lobster uh, with butter sauce. And he opens it and he puts his hand in it and he pulls out a big old tray loaded with lobster meat covered in butter and he sets it on the table and he goes, how fucking cool is that? There are so many cool things on this ship. Well, except for that one box I opened it and it tried to eat me, but that's okay. I, I'll stay away from that one. A box tried to eat you? Excuse Which me, one? what? Oh, it's no big deal. I, I threw it overboard. It's fine. You threw it overboard? Oh my fucking god, man. Well, you know, it just it tried to eat me. It, it can't be safe, so I just got rid of it. Well, it can't eat any of us now, so. I See? See? Good See? I mean, this, this, this ship is massive. There's a lot of stuff on here. You know, I found where the crates of the T-Rex are. Um, I found a book for it. I think we can build it if we want to, um, but I don't know how to build it. But if we build the T-Rex, is it going to turn on us and eat us? Oh, I don't know. But I mean, come on, it'd be pretty cool book. guys to build it. You see the book? Uh, he hands it over to you. I'm going to grab a plate and open the book and start eating as I'm reading. And as you're eating and reading, you realize it's in Gnomish. This is useless to me. I am going to take 10 and cast Comprehend Languages. On me? On the book. Oh yeah, so no, you can you, you, you can you can cast it on objects, right? No, it's, you cast it on you for the duration. You understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. You also understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. Um, so I'll say you sit what? down. I'll say you sit down along. Who was it? That was that you, Mara? That was, was Sam. Oh, sorry, Sam. Sam. So yeah, so um, Fire sits down next to you, Sam. You watch as she takes about 10 minutes while you guys are loading up plates of food. And she's now reading the book to you. As the two of you take the time to eat and read and and everybody at the table is eating and doing. But everyone's intently listening to Fire. She transcribes this book. It's an engineering diagram and schematic for you, Fire. Some of the engineering, you're not too sure about what it means. Mm -hmm. But basically, if you were to take these crates, this book... To a gnomish workshop or an engineering guild they could probably show you how to build this thing or we could sell it to them it's possible too anything's possible <laughs> if you try hard enough so your, your your morning is made up of eating discussing all right so it's now mid-morning you guys have had quite the breakfast you've also learned a little bit about gnomish engineering and t-rexes what are you guys doing has fire explained it yeah i was reading it out loud to you yeah well has, has she explained it in enough of a way that i could go down and look at the t-rex sure like, hmm. yeah I, right. I would i would say she she's given you enough reference material that you could begin to postulate some theories 
I mean, do any of you all need me, or we're good? Yeah, good. I'm good. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look look for the T Rex. If okay. Not, us, know where you are. Make us some money. I don't know what we're going to make any money with this, but it might be cool. <laughs> you watch as Sam begins to go below deck. What are the rest of you doing? I am... Oh, shoot. What am I doing? I go get the ship ready to get underway, get the helm set up, and then after that, I want to go look at my magic toys I got. Yeah, I kind of want to go look at my magic toys I got, too. Okay. Um, I was going to also head over to the helm, make sure we are uh, facing the right direction and checking wind speeds and all that fun stuff. Okay. So, Tobias, are you going to help get set sail underway, or are you going to let Mara do that? Uh, yeah, I can let Mara do that. Because I'll people. say, between you and Mara, you begin to realize that if you want to make it to Port Zoon in time to dock and and get into dock at some point in the next hour or so you need to set sail yeah that's why i want to get us underway i want to get us there when it's not nightfall and right right okay see if they're gonna attack us and kill us and all that stuff <laughs> so i'll say you and mara are prepping the ship going over the charts making sure that everything's set um asmon understands he's going to operate the mechanism for the anchor and begin to bring the anchor up as you guys are now organizing how you want to, you know, get this started and, and head towards Port Zoom. Um, Asborn, what are you doing with your time? I'm going to look at my shield again. Okay. Spend some time with your shield. Um, Sam, you can feel the telltale signs like maybe the ship is getting prepared um, for sailing. Um, you make it down to the third deck. This is the deck where lots of lots of things have been collected. Um, hey, Mara, I'm getting some feedback on yours. Keep getting. Thank you. Um, you get down to the third deck. You're looking around, and there, and you can tell that Asmon's been busy. Um, he has spent the the bulk of his time here doing as much cleaning as he can. Um, he hasn't gotten to this entire level, but you could tell he must have been curious about the t-rex um crates as well it would seem although the back half of the third deck is mostly a hodgepodge of the you know of the crates all askew and barrels broken open from when um you know you guys had crash landed or landed very roughly in the sea from a couple days ago um he has actually done a pretty good job of organizing the T-Rex crates. Two of them he couldn't move. They're too heavy. But a lot of the smaller pieces. And basically this thing is in crates and almost like an open form of assembly. Where, you know, kind of how like if someone's shipping a bicycle in a wooden crate, you could see the bike and touch the bike. But it's in a wooden crate. It's kind of the same thing with these T-Rex parts, right? The skull is in its own crate. Um... Two sets of the small arms are in its own crate. Each one of the large legs are in its own crate. The tail assembly is in a series of small crates. Its midsection, neck section is all in a series of crates. Um, give me an investigation check really quick. <laughs> uh, 
Not great. It's an eight. Eight. You spend some time looking through these things. You begin to realize that based on the information you got from fire and you're looking at the way the gear works are, the pulley systems, the cabling, this is some really nice engineering. I mean, this is some pretty advanced stuff. You get the feeling that, well, I'll, I'll say you may not know who because you don't find anything specifically, but someone has probably already put in an order for this because it doesn't make sense based on the previous conversations you were having with Qualish and insights into the way he was harvesting creatures, utilizing creatures, um, and some of the Qualish is talking about a previous dinosaur that they had sold to a previous client. Um, <clears throat> to go through this much effort and this much work probably means Qualish already had a buyer in mind but you find no mark, you find no telltale information on these crates to tell you otherwise. Now, is it? does it look like it's just one T-Rex? Is there any other type of dinosaur, or is it just the one? Uh, give me another investigation check. Okay, come on, let's hope for a better one. I should not have said anything because I got a four. <laughs> um, you don't see any other crates that look like maybe there's more dinosaurs here. Something like that would definitely stick out like a sore thumb. The only thing that you kind of walk away from as you search the remainder of this floor now that things are in rough condition. The one thing that sparks your memory of your conversation with um, the Qualish main Qualish, Qualish Prime, in regards to um, what he was doing, is that there are remnants of broken barrels and crates of the surplus supplies that Qualish was speaking to. You find more dragon skins, you find, um, you know, you find more, uh, like, other flora and fauna that look like they've been taken from their natural habitats. You come across a series of smaller globes that look like they could contain other, um, you know, other, uh, you know, air elementals, fire elementals, water elementals, everything else on this ship, this section of this third deck looks like it's the, surplus remains of the supplies that was promised to uh the fortuna individual that you guys had had that interaction with okay um did, <clears throat> did the book say anything about how this t-rex was powered like do, are they using a different type of elemental to bring it back to life or was it just like they are using a smaller version of the obsidian engine. Um, and it looks like there might be another obsidian engine somewhere on this ship, but you haven't been able to find it. Okay. Can I start opening the boxes and putting the T-Rex pieces together, or are they too big for me to move? I mean, you're talking about assembling scaffolding. You'd need half a dozen people to kind of help with just the physical activity alone. I mean, the skull well, itself is 
you know, eight feet wide and ten feet long. Then I guess I'm just gonna stay down here and poke around a little bit. Okay. Um, Tobias and uh, Mara, you've managed to get the ship underway. Uh, Sigurd, you are down in your quarters, correct? Yes. And what are you looking at specifically? I'm just kind of filling with the bottle, remembering everything that happened. Okay. Uh, thinking back on everything, uh, the words that Yorm gave you in regards to the possible means and way that the Grim managed to almost pull off that plan would require a significant amount of wealth, a significant amount of planning, and you're not convinced that he was bright enough to do it on his own. So there's definitely something at play here. The words that he mentioned about somebody orchestrating this, the idea that strings are being pulled, leads you to believe that it's quite possible all of this began with the fact that Tobias's mother found that book. So maybe the origin of that book and the understanding of where that book came from might be an interesting uh, way to start that conversation. The bottle itself, a relic of the past, something that was used by the Grim trap the souls of your crew, tie Yorm's corpse to it, keep his soul from leaving uh, the material plane. Therefore, he couldn't take the new oath in regards to the return and seeking vengeance with you on the Stormlord. The idea that the Stormlord may not have ever actually been involved, something else may have caused that particular incident, and the curse is actually you. The, the idea that the curse is your quick acquiescence to the idea that the Stormlord was involved, and somehow the collision of your oath and the collision of your lack of faith um, maybe has got more to do with this so-called curse or whatever this is. There is a definite sense of relief and satisfaction in the fact that you were able to aid your men find rest and you were able to allow Yorm to settle as well. But all of these things just kind of bring back memories of everything that's been happening or what happened. You even begin to wonder if the coincidence of your oath of an unknown thing that you're not even sure what oath, just your anger and your frustration forcing you into that oath just so happened that there was a paladin waiting as a vessel for your return. I mean, is that a coincidence? Is that planned all of these like an abacus in your mind moving parts shifting things moving in and out of your thoughts the last thing that comes to your mind is that you know enough about the storm lord to know that the hand of exposure the hand of the storm lord that is an old myth that talks about how the Stormlord saved this world from the Calamity. Um, the Stormlord was integral in its process. 
not only that, but what is its stake? What is its... I mean, was Scourge destined to be released? Was that required? Because how else were you going to find the bottle? Once you found the bottle, you found one of the missing five islands from the myth. This all just well-orchestrated uh, plan just seems just too opaque, too obvious. And is it the obviousness of the plan that's the deception? It's all very confusing to you, but you do have possession of the bottle. You know more than you knew before. You have a starting point. And for a moment, the briefest of moments, a warm sensation, a warm feeling of a connection, that reestablishment of a connection with a pantheon that you have long forgotten and decided maybe not to trust in begins to coalesce a nugget of a memory of faith beginning to finally reform the idea of coming back from almost becoming that fallen individual you sought so hard not to become playing at the very front of your mind and you kind of drift off into just kind of like that mid-morning nap of safety surrounded by your friends feeling the ship begin to ebb in the sea you can even hear tobias's squeaky little voice all the way through uh, the gang, the, the gangway of stairs down to the fourth level as you've left your door slightly cracked because you can hear fire in the other ro room um, beginning to catalog the items that she recovered. And just the excitement of Tobias realizing that maybe he could finally get to a major port city like Port Zune after being at sea for so long. Just you drift off into a nap and, and feel so resolute and so calm. Asborn, give me a Arcana check, please. On the way? Give me an Arcana check. Five. Five. <laughs> As you sit there, you can hear Sigurd shuffling and getting comfortable in his quarters. You can hear the signs of fire cataloging and taking stock of what she managed to gather up. Yeah, you are very reflective it's not been a great day for you even to the point your annoying brother you sent him off and just said just go work on the ship and you settle but once again you're you're drawn back to that shield and you focus on it but as you focus on it you stare at the reverse side of the shield and you can see your reflection in it and as you watch your reflection you begin to feel yourself be drawn to it to your reflection the oh, no. reflection shifts and wavers in front of you it it's tall it's clad in elven chain long brown blondish hair it extending from very aquiline-like features. A staff in its right hand, a book in its left hand, 
a small humanoid creature hunched over a book scribing in it the quill moving at a fast pace a knapsack a familiar knapsack on its back as once again you're you're left with the clear image of this thing whatever it is holding the book of lathandra holding the raven queen's staff strapped to its back you can see just the barely outlined edge of the shield strapped to its back the elven chain that you know for a fact that sigurd has in his possession the small odd looking figure at its side um wearing the the haversack that's in fire's possession and then it sets the book inside of its belt there's a clip and it hangs right there it pulls a familiar sword from a scabbard holds it above its head this image has no auditory there's, there's no sound it's almost like watching a silent story play out and then as you're pulling away from it the only thing that you notice as you pull away from this image of this individual standing in the very center diminishing in size this massive hellscape begins to unfold around you cities on fire winged creatures drifting in and out of your view um uh, columns of demonic abysmal looking fiends moving to and fro into a world that you've become familiar with you're seeing wildmont in decay in chaos in strife in combat in war and it has lost and these massive legions of fiends begin to engulf the entirety of this place you call home and you kind of snap too quickly not sure if you've seen a vision have you seen a, a past a future but it was vivid and it stays in your memory fire what are you doing at this point going through the stuff that i looked at or that i that i scooped into the haversack so we know that dragon skins used to be in there um uh, t-rex the t-rex or sorry the t-rex skins used to be in there um two small bundles i think you managed to store i got i got um you mean of previous coins no the i'm trying to figure out how much weight is left over so oh, got it. okay uh, it was three five by two foot sections of okay. t-rex skin okay and there's um, the four... small children bones that are in there a small nine human sized five or six year old children and uh the box um that i that i got from Balsh's lab uh, yep no no not not just that one there's also a box of with seven scrolls in it oh yes yep there's that one as well um which i want to cast identify on some things if at all possible sure and, you've got some time um, Yes. Yes. I'm going to take some time and cast identify on glowy things. So I'll say yeah. you take all the old stuff out and sort yep. it and catalog it. You recast General Repose on the skin to preserve it. Um, yes. I'll say you take some time 
it's not that the scrolls are magical as much mm -hmm. as they're enchanted. Okay. And the one thing you remember from your dream, from, from the vision that you were having, is that it could be that these are scrolls that the image of the scribe was scribing on. And it just so happens you have seven scrolls and seven children bodies. So you begin to do the math there, and there's something, there's a connection there. No, you said I have nine human ch children. Then retcon that. You should have nine scrolls then. Okay. Yeah, you should have nine scrolls. They have the nine scrolls, the nine children. There's definitely a connection there. And because the scrolls are magical, but they're enchanted, you're not really sure what that means. They're not, they're not the typical magic scrolls that you've come across in the past like that have spells written on them their entire creation is very different but they're definitely enchanted okay and the um identify doesn't tell me no it's it, it doesn't know how to tell you what what it is and then the the box from qualish's lab did you ever open that no. Uh, give me an investigation. Uh, give me an. It, it's definitely glowing a very white hot white. Um, give me a. In fact, I'll say you identify it as a box of secrets. It's designed to keep things secure inside. Um, because you've identified it, you know what the incantation is. You find the Ruex sigil. You speak the word um, open in. Um, abyssal, which it's not that you know what it is, it's just that it, it's the way the magic reveals itself to you. So you may not okay. be fluent in abyssal, but you know what that word means. And as you say it, there's a clicking sound, and the lid splits apart almost as if it's hinged from the backside. And in the very center of it, they're resting and and almost like very like cotton like material you see a pair of goggles oh goodness and they're definitely glowing uh with an enchantment okay so you take another 10 minutes focus yep. um you realize that you've basically found goggles that as you put them on everything becomes opaque and and visible as if light was perfect um you also notice as you look around that you test it you you realize that as you look at the enchanted items mm -hmm. even though that spell has moved on you can tell that those items are enchanted okay so you've basically found a goggles of magic detection well, I like that Okay, and then... which is wholly different than detect magic. So goggles of magic detection will allow you to see and reveal anything that's magical, but not identify it. Right. Anything else you want to do? Dump out the rest of your um, loot. Yeah, there were the three. <laughs> there were the three uh, glowy things in the pile of treasure that I scooped up too. And I will say, you can identify those three things because you're eating up a lot of time doing all this. 
10 minutes uh, each. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll say you could count out your coin, but you may have to wait to like go through the rest of your loot when you have more time. Um, okay. So the first item you pick up, it's a small glass vial. You cast on it. It glows almost like a, a yellowish hue. It's an empty glass vial. It's definitely magical of some sort. Um, as you focus on it, it reveals itself. You begin to realize that it's a 12-ounce vial. Anything you put into it will be permanently preserved. Okay. So it's vial a vial of preservation. Then you pick up a small velvet bag that was glowing. You open it, and you almost snicker at first when you open it. It's got a bunch mm -hmm. of bone dice in it. And as you pull them out, they're enchanted blue. And then you you even have a slight recollection. You don't know where the memory comes from. You don't know why this memory crawls into your head. But you think of a series of numbers and you throw the dice and they all turn into that series of number as you found a bag of loaded dice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the third thing you pick up is a very neatly bound in gold cord fabric at first. It just looks like a bolt of fabric, but then as you untie this blue glowing fabric, it's a cloak. Um, you like unravel it. It's some of the finest quality you've ever seen. It's not like anything you've ever seen. This, this cloak just plays out and it, you, you, you run your fingers along the material and the silk threading, the gold, the platinum lining of threading that you're seeing in this cloak and you focus on the enchantment and it reveals itself to you. You realize that if you wear this cloak, you can go invisible. Ooh. Okay. You find as an initial tally of coins, um, 1,200 platinum. Okay. 800 gold. And 900 silver. There's more, but for now, that's the best you can get done in this allotment of time. Uh, Mara and Tobias, the two of you have managed to get the ship underway. You've looked at the charts, the wind speed, and everything tells the two of you that you will reach Port Zoon within the next four hours. You've got a good headwind. Um, Asmon spent a little bit of time uh, and is still spending time doing some repair work to the sails. At some point, even Sigward drifts up from below and is now doing some repair work on the roping and the sails, which is what he was doing once before, so he's familiar with it. Um, after a while, you can hear the giggling of the halfling child as she's now kind of drifted up on deck and kind of playing and like running around, seemed very happy and excited, almost as if she somehow has figured out the direction you're going in and is relieved and is now up and, and playing about. Sam, you don't really find anything else of interest. You eventually drift up towards the main deck of the ship as well, um, eager to, you know, get some fresh air and get an idea of where everybody's going. You kind of 
run into fire as she's coming up as well. Um, the two of you look back to see a very mopey Asborn kind of making his way up. He doesn't look overly pleased with himself. The three of you come up on deck. You could see Mara and um, Tobias um, having a casual conversation about the about the helm and the wind and and the big smile on Tobias's face. You guys are all now on the main deck. You hear from Tobias and Mara that you're maybe four hours out. What do you guys want to do with this last four hours before you get to Port Zoom? I want to build a T-Rex, but I need help. I want to love on my new magic item and check out my diamond. Okay. Anybody else? I want... Go on. Oh, no, you can go. You can go. I was going to say I want to meditate. Okay. And you guys all heard Sam, like, kind of say, hey, anybody want to help me build a T-Rex? We walk away. <laughs> I don't want to build a T-Rex. I don't feel like building a T-Rex today. I really don't want to build a T-Rex. I don't know if we should. Isn't that T-Rex promised to a dragon? I don't know if I want to be on the wrong side of a dragon. Exactly. What if we made it, and then we'd be on the right side of a dragon? If we make it in the ship, I mean, we can cross that bridge when we get to it, or we take it out of the ship in pieces and build it after it's not on the ship. He was and everyone will see ship. us build it. Polish was building it on the ship. Uh, he's got oh, points. boxes, but they were building it before we lost Qualish. Putting it back in the box because they built it on the island we were on. Weren't they putting it back in the boxes? I thought they were putting it back in the boxes. And Qualish could make big doors. We can't make big doors. I mean, fair I enough. Packing it up to give to her. Maybe we should find her. She's in Zadash. Supposedly. Was she in Zadash or was she meeting him in Port Zoon? Uh, I have on my notes that it needed to be delivered in Zadash within a week. How long's it been? Probably more than a week. <laughs> yeah, I say we sell that to the highest bidder and get our cash and get out. I don't, uh, don't want to get eaten now. by a dragon. It's she Tobias's was deal. Formidable I mean, dragon. It's, uh, yeah. it's Qualish's deal, not ours. Right. Yeah, but if we sell Qualish's stuff, and he's not around to know. Who gives a hell? As far as she knows, we're we're like with him. Yeah, I, I think. Let me, let me. Anybody that could fly and land on a deck and looks like you know she had been on fire recently, I'm not, I'm going to say I'm not going to try to bullshit that person. That's what I'm saying. What if we just contact her and let her know that we have her stuff? Maybe she would be so grateful that she would reward us. Yeah, I could probably like message her and tell her. I don't feel any gratefulness in when I say Not that I really want to message a dragon. Although maybe I do want to message that. a dragon because I kind of like dragons, but I don't want her to eat us. Absolutely. So maybe let her know like we're not with Qualish. Like we were like all but prisoners of his, right? Mm -hmm. um, but he's gone now and we have this dragon and we'd like to get it to her. 
she gave us some directions t-rex she's a misfortune lady um was was the dragon yeah her name is fortuna okay great um i'm not i haven't cast it yet sure that'll be your nickname tuna yeah, I'm sure that would go I'm, over real well. I really don't think I want to call the dragon tuna. Big tuna. Big tuna, what's up? That makes, that makes a difference, yes. Acclamation I, would, I would rather call her like 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 Miss Fortuna or Sir Fortuna. I mean she's a Fortuna? Lady Fortuna. Yes, how about Lady Fortuna? That, gotta like lay on the compliments, Lady Fortuna. We've heard of your graciousness, Lady Fortuna of the you know massively scary. Um, <laughs> she might like that. We have astute. No, we have. Was it, was it you that Qualish was building the dinosaur for? Um, how about Qualish has abandoned your dinosaur? Maybe I should message Qualish. No, don't message Qualish. No, we don't need Qualish. Well, I mean... Terrible human. Not, he's not a human. He's a terrible being. No. No. What? Crazy well, gnome. I think we should let the T-Rex go. I don't think that's... <laughs> let it go. It's because it's you know, we don't want it to be a slave or something. Right, oh. right. We're going to let it go. And by let it go, we're going to push the boxes overboard. It seems like no, that is the worst option. Those boxes, those boxes are really big. Can we actually get them out of the ship? Like Jason, do they? Will they come out? Will they? Is there a well, way to get them? Out I mean, the ship they without, got like tearing a hole in the ship. The one thing you guys all equally remember when you were down below when Qualish was on board, mm-hmm. these parts were scaffolded together and then disassembled and crated. So. It's quite possible they were merely testing the assembly at the time. Uh, but once again, I mean, the only entryway into the deck system that you guys can remember is the stairwell. How he got all those supplies down there, you still haven't been able to figure out. With his his door thingies that, you know, he can make. Well, I want to destroy the ship anyway, so let's just blast a hole in the wall. That's what? fine. Do it, do it. The ship is evil. We're not flying the ship around. The ship is not if, evil. If you want to get off the, the ship, inventor you can, is but evil. Destroy my ship. The ship is not evil. We'll get you a new ship. We'll get you a new ship. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what they all say. Also, would it be nice <laughs> to have a dragon who like, liked us and we were in like her good graces? That's what I'm saying. Or, nice. or we just don't get in her purview at all and we like stay below her radar and we're already in her radar she's seen us she knows us she's seen us but i mean we were like window dressing we were ants to her we don't really want to elevate ourselves to termites he's all she knows i don't think so we're gonna die We we call her up we say we have your we have your your bones how do we get them to you that's fine. That we would like great. to complete Let's the sale or the delivery or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but we're almost at Port Zoon, and then we have to turn around and go to to, to Z- Zadash. Or Zadash is Zidash. inland, isn't it? As far as you know, based on the charts and the current maps that you have, Zadash is very inland. 
it's not literally oh she literally flew to us i feel like she'd be able to get to us a lot more easily than we would be able to get to her sure but where where would she like us to bring these bones so that she can come and pick them up or whatever right We, we have bones we would like to present her with bones just yeah. a reminder that Qualish was scared shitless of this woman, so that she should be scared even more shitless. I don't want to tell her we're scared of her. Or do stroke her ego. She might like the fact that we're scared of her. Exactly. I really don't want to get eaten by a dragon. You just see that thing we just kicked its ass. That thing You're was not going to get pretty eaten powerful. by a dragon. I we'll might kill. We'll just kill her. You never know. That was a shitlord with a vendetta. Sure, but I feel like if we don't give her a reason, she won't eat us, right? We're giving her what she wants. If that's what she wants. She told Qualish that she wanted it. She was expecting it. I thought she wanted the ship. She wanted the T-Rex. Oh, she said- Did she ever say the T-Rex? No, she didn't say the T-Rex. She said he's got something that he's supposed to deliver to her. She never even- um, I mean, it could have been a booty call for all we know. Oh, yeah. uh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to see that. I hope it's, I hope it's the Rex and I'm not like interrupting his booty call. You can't poke out the mind's eye. <laughs> uh, I vote we call her. So that we got the bones and just let her know where we're going. Now, don't even say anything about the bones. Say, hey, we got your stuff. Qualish in here. We. No, we got the no, shit. No, because, here. no, because what do you want us to do? You, that's you have some assuming. Stuff on here? What if it's not the bones that she's looking for, and then we tell her that we have what she's looking for, no, no, and then she just, comes and then eats us? No, listen. Right, no, tell her. So tell her we have the bones, her. and then she'll correct you if it's not the bones. Like if she's like, "What? No, don't, what don't, bones? Don't, what are you talking about?" No, don't even say that. She might want to take them. Just say, "Hey, let her take them." We got the ship. We're gonna be in Port Zoom. Qualish disappeared. Uh, apparently he's got some stuff for you. What do you want us to do with it? Ever the wordsmith. <laughs> yeah. Um. Your majesty, Big Fortuna. I'm not here, but I agree with the rapper once. <laughs> hey, someone agreed with me. Actually, you are Technically up there. not. You are oh, up, I came back that, over. That, yeah, yeah. You, came, you came back over after talking to your brother. Yeah. Okay, so... All right, so what if we do leave it vague? Say, Qualish is gone. We know he was supposed to deliver something to you. We would like to complete that delivery. Can you give us instructions? Uh, unless she was supposed to deliver souls to her, in which case we are bringing her ours. Okay, well, if she gives us instructions and she asks for souls, then obviously we won't do that. After she definitely eat us. She's really paranoid about people. Not people, dragons. If, that, if that's what it is, then we're going to be tricked either way. But if she wanted souls and we offer her a T-Rex, she's going to say, sure, bring the T-Rex and then take our souls. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. So I say I like the I like the vague. I think Captain had a great plan. We have, or Quellish is gone. We know he owes you a delivery. We would like to complete the delivery. Please give us instructions. Well, I have 25 words available. And then she can respond, and then if she, it's not, if it's not all full and, and set, then I have to cast the spell again. Oh, okay. 
Would you like some paper to write down what you would yeah, like to say? Because I, I have two. So, and I pull out a quill and paper that I always have on me. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> third. Sending. Sending is third. Okay. So I only have three third level spells. Okay. What are we saying? Uh, Lady Fortuna. That's two. Lady Fortuna. Um, let's see. We... We, we, should start, we should start with Qualish. So Qualish is gone. We'll just say Qualish is gone. Mm -hmm. We have to keep it short. I, yeah. I was going to say, like, we were with Qualish, who was gone. No. We have the ship. Qualish is gone. Uh, Qualish is gone. Have T-Rex? No, no. We no. know he owed you. He, I love this spell so much. He owed you a delivery. <laughs> a delivery was promised to you? Was it T-Rex? No, don't say T Rex. But if it's okay. not what she, if she wasn't the one that the she'll tell us for. what it was. She'll so a delivery was promised to you. Yeah. Like to complete it, please provide instructions. There, that's it. That's the ticket. Super vague. Okay. okay. Delivery, Lady Fortuna, Qualish gone. Delivery was promised, and then what? We would like to complete it. We like to complete. Please provide instructions. Bell sounds like a typewriter. Those fancy quills. Instructions. Okay. And that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen letters or words. So we have five more. Oh, ten more. It's twenty-five, right? No, it's twenty, I believe. Twenty? Get back to us, your friends. Thank you, Big Tuna. <laughs> oh no, it is twenty-five. Okay, it's twenty-five words. Okay. Um. It's not message. It's sending. Oh, sending. Advise where to complete delivery. So she, so she has to do 25 words or less in return, right? Yes. Yes. But we should probably warn her that. I was going to say, being I, think she, I think she's smart enough. You can, yeah. I don't I know if I really knows. have to add, you can reply to this message. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you like us? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Do you well, like us? I think you're really pretty. <laughs> How are available really are you from a week scary. from now? I'm, I'm going to add, I think you're really pretty and scary. <laughs> um, your humble servants? Or no, because we're not her servants. No way. Meow. Your humble uh, message bearers. You look forward to completing um, this business. How available are you for dinner tomorrow? Just me. I'm gonna put in there. Secret thinks you're hot. Yeah, yeah, you can put that in there. I don't care. Oh how about we will be in Port Boone this evening? Okay. Come to us. 
It gets super easy on us. We in Port Zoon this evening. Yeah, there you go. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's so six ready. letters. So we have thank you very much. Four more. We've already busted our ass enough. I'm, I ain't doing nothing but partying when we get to this port soon. Uh, looking her. Not all the best oh, spots. I'm not, I'm not gonna look her up. Spent a lot of time in taverns. I'm I'm worried about our ship. Why? Well, because don't you guys want to burn it down and destroy it and free all the little critters? Burning it down and destroying it might not free all the critters. It might kill them. Oh, maybe we should keep the ship. They need a place to stay. Well, I am worried that if we, you know, bust them out and whatnot, and then we... Don't forget, we already busted one out. Or he sort of himself out. Yes. Yeah, and we crashed the ship. There might be ones that we don't know are there. True. There's still the fire, (laughs) fire elemental. If that fire got out, we still have wind. Am I backwards? I think you're backwards. Uh, it was wind first. Wind, wind got, got out. out. Fire is still here. Let's get to... Uh, yeah. I, let's, let's get to Port Zoon, please. And then we can just okay. figure out what we're going to do with the smile. Okay. And then I'm going to take 10 and cast message. Okay. So it doesn't burn cool. a slot. All right, okay. so while you're doing this, um, Tobias, you realize that the bandoliers, you throw them on really quick, and they do shrink to your size. Awesome! Um, however, you're probably going to need somebody's help to identify them. You know they're magical, but you're not going to know how to attune them until they're identified. Okay. Uh, do I know about identify, or are you just telling me that... Identify. You know, you know enough about magic that you're gonna eventually need to, you know, go to either fire or somebody who knows how to identify. I know fire. how to identify now. Well, Hi, fire, fire. fire's currently casting. I'm casting. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> so I'm massage. So ten minutes goes by. Go ahead and read the message. I'm standing like right there with my little bandoliers waiting for her to get done with it okay lady fortuna qualish gone delivery was promised we would like to complete please provide instructions we are in port zoon this evening minute goes by another minute goes by another minute goes by Another minute goes by. Oh my god, we're dead. No, no response. Nothing. No response. I oh, tell well. people, tell everybody, yeah. no response. Fuck, fuck. It's worth a try. And I would say <laughs> there's about the hot date. And I, I, I would say there would be two reasons why you would know this, uh, or two possibilities of why this there's no response. One is she's not on this plane. She's somewhere else. That's true. Uh, the other one would be she could be using a like an anti-magic field as part of her own you know repertoire of things that she wears to purposely make sure that people just can't randomly talk to her out of the blue um doesn't necessarily mean she's not there doesn't mean she's you know doesn't necessarily mean she's dead 
but it just okay. you just don't get a response and and no way of knowing if it reached her yeah you wouldn't know that right okay all right hey fire are you done are you done yeah okay. i'm done right, okay great great uh, i need to know how these work here show me how these work tell me cast that spell thing i Nah, you cast identify. Okay. You, Yay. Ca- you cast identify. Um, ten minutes goes by. Um, it's they're basically bandolier of the retrieved. So they're plus two to attack. Um, plus two for damage. They have the same throwing range as any ordinary dagger. Except they automatically come back to your bandolier. And I can throw how many is at the time? Uh, one per attack. So as you get more attacks, you can throw more. Yeah, he threw a bunch of them, though. He, he, well, yes, he did. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. He threw a lot of them. Yep, he All did. Right, so, so how many can I throw around? One or two? One per one per you. How many attacks? attacks how many have, attacks can you make per action, there, big guy? Isn't it called Shower of Daggers, Bandolero? Okay. Uh, you could call it whatever you want. Doesn't mean it's going to do that. Okay. Cool. All right. And and they do require attunement. Attunement. Okay. What do I, how do I do that? Just uh, concentrate on it or something? Yeah, you'd have yeah, to spend some time. Weird. And then when you equip it, it'll take an attunement slot on your character sheet. It's called Bandolier of what? Bandolier of Retrieval. Of Retrieval, okay. Sweet. All right. And then now I want to look at my diamond. Yeah, it's a it's a big diamond. Okay. Can I tell if that would be big enough for some of my, like... Oh yeah, it would def. I mean, you're not a jewel a jewel smith. You'll probably be better off taking it to a jeweler and have them properly assessed. I mean, you guys are in possession of quite a few gemstones at this point. It's large. I mean, it's about the you know it's about the size of um, uh, Sigurd's fist. Okay. I always get the big gems. I got a big ruby too. Yes, but diamonds help with um, revivify. So yeah, revivify you know what, you know, diamonds worth three hundred GP. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what? Do you, do you know? Do you know what diamonds help with? They help with uh, me getting some magic swords and stuff because that's what I want. Yes, but I'd rather trade you the money you need for the. Um... I still can't believe none of you grabbed the cutlasses. That was pretty weird. Too big for me. For you. We were in a rush. <laughs> really? Were you in a rush? Why? What was going on? Yeah, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What to take. I know. Death is banging on my door. Yeah. Just yeah, saying hello. Like, I can crush with a giant rock. I don't know why anybody didn't look at those cutlasses. So you guys are now about two hours away from Port Zune. You're beginning to pass the occasional ship. Um, you're beginning to see way off in the distance the very beginnings of the horizon of the shore. Um, everybody make perception checks, please, as my poor voice just cracked. Oh, please tell me that it's, it's not. 
Oh my god, I finally rolled well tonight. 19. Nice. Nine natural 20. Okay. Eight. <laughs> perception? Uh, I got a whopping 10 on my perception. Okay. Well, that's a, that's very unusual right. for you, Tobias. I know. Asborn, what'd you get? Asborn, what'd you get? I got 19. So oh, I only see Mara. I'm, I'm enthralled with my magic. Oh, I didn't type so in every time it drops. So I'll say Sigurd, Mara, and Asborn. The very first thing you notice is there's not quite as many ships in the area. There were a lot of ships previously. Um, maybe they've sailed off because the storm broke. It has been at least almost... Uh, well, it's been it's been maybe 12, 15 hours since the storm receded the previous day before you guys took your long rest. Um, so it's been a while since you've obviously been back to port, but quite a few of the ships seem to have been dispersing. Another hour goes by. You guys are now within like an hour of Port Zune. Um, and you're about a half an hour away from the area where you sit and wait for the okay. pilot vessel to be to bring your ship in. You guys, we put Sigurd as the captain on the papers, right? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Right? So, Tobias, Sigurd gets to act like captain. It doesn't mean he's captain. Yeah, no. you know what? Yeah, I don't care he's captain anymore. I'm done with that. <laughs> you guys, you guys want to we'll blow my ship your... up? Whatever, you know, whatever. We'll get you a new ship. We'll get you a ship that's not cursed with animals. No, I want, I want one with all the fire magic and everything. I want I want slaves on my ship so I can I can make it go fast. It, but this one is broken. It doesn't even fly anymore. I can fix it. Come on. You know how to fix it? No, I just get a magic user to enslave another something and put it in there and stick it in a hole and I'm ready to go. You know, with the amount of money we have, we could just hire engineers. And, to fire, the ship. and fire you've been around tobias long enough to know that when he gets this way it's more about being cranky than being serious this is a I, common uh, mopey attitude he would have on the other ship as well um, um, um let's see what usually helps calm him down i'm gonna pick him up and pet him it's okay we'll get you a ship we'll get you a ship that you know is way better and Tobias looks up at you and goes, and whores too, right? Mousy whores? Yes. And drink? Whores. And dice? Of... And gambling? And gold? Ooh, I have to show you a set of dice, dice that I just got. And halfling smoke that gets you all weird? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right, cool. All right. We'll talk about the ship later. Let's get high. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't take another I can't take another Lich King or Evil <laughs> and Dragon. And at that point, or... realizing that your curiosity is peaked, um, Fire hands you a small velvet bag. It's got dice in it, and she explains to you that they're magically loaded dice. All you have to do is think about the numbers that you want to come up, and they'll come up. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna go to the gambling parlors so you guys got a half hour is there anything you want to do before the pilot vessel shows up i didn't I get to meditate need, i'm sad i think we need to hide some stuff so they don't see all the great crap we have um i'm gonna sit 
um, with my quill and paper, but not write anything. Okay. I want to, yeah, I want to, like, all my magic stuff's back in my knapsack, right? Yeah, all that's been recollected, recataloged. You still have some more work to do to figure out the rest of the stuff, but... Yeah, but it's all back in there. Correct. I didn't leave it out? No, did not. Didn't want to leave any loot out? Um, How can we make the ship look more normal? Is there anything illegal that we have on the top deck? Uh, give me I mean, a per- give me a perception check. And um, can we look at the book that we had printed up and see about how we can make this ship look more normal? I have it's no idea. I have no idea what printed means. <sighs> One that we magically made appear. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Sigurd, as you hear Fire kind of voice these concerns. Um, you also watch as Mara takes a very familiar position, um, as if she's recording in the pilot's log. That's something you both are actually quite familiar with, uh, seemingly to look normal. The ship itself is haggard. It looks like it's been through a storm. Um, there's nothing on the deck of the ship otherwise that would give it away as being anything other than a normal ship with one exception which i don't know if you guys ever resolved did you guys ever name the ship because it has to go into the manifest yeah yeah the, the crimson mouse we're not naming it the crimson mouse what color are the sails uh the sails are beige um a hodgepodge of canvas and other we material have, we don't have that big dragon scale no that's about- all been folded and tucked into the parts that don't work anymore what color was that it's like red and black. I think we should go off of the red and black um, dragon balloon. Like, I mean, don't call it red and black dragon balloon, but I mean, um, <laughs> I think that's where crimson came from originally. No, like crimson, like crimson mouse. From. That's perfect. How or about we could uh, do Sigurd's some... folly? We are not naming Sigurd's it folly. the crimson mouse or Sigurd's <laughs> folly. Crimson, but then we do instead of mouse. What if we do crimson folly? Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> you guys shut me down at every point Wait, on the map. I swear to God. Crimson, okay, but Crimson Folly does sound pretty badass. It sounds like someone made a huge mistake and it caused them to just gush blood everywhere. Right? Yeah. Fine. We did. Porthus. Exactly. So remembering, so remembering that you had written Crimson Folly in the manifest, Sigurd a bit of your old life creeps into your head and you go running to the front of the ship and you realize there is no name emblazoned on the ship anywhere. And you know for a fact that that's going to definitely draw attention. Can we ask the ship to make that sign appear? Nothing happens. Damn it. Could I could I burn it into the wood itself? If you certainly like can a, try, how how would you like to try to do that? Um, because I could cast flame blade and just like carve it into the side. You got about a half an hour until you're at the point at the flag at the flag point where the pilot vessel will meet you. Um, give me a sleight of hand check. I'm gonna help her hang over the edge. Give me advantage on your sleight of hand check. Yes. 
I can turn um, the ship and give us some more time. I'll say you add an extra 15 minutes as you're kind of zigzagging the ship. Thank okay. God for advantage because uh, I rolled a natural one, but also a 16. So okay. I, I'm at 15. Okay. So now give me a performance check, regular, no advantage. Performance. Uh, three. Yeah, it's not great. Um, uh, you're... You, you got halfway through Crimson and forgot the S, and then you go back to correct it. So that looks a little strange. Um, you spelled folly, F-O-L-L-Y. Um, common term could be, you know, I-E or Y, but that's fine. The waves and the movement kind of forced you to do the best you could. At a distance, you feel like it's going to be passable. Um, and you watch as Sigurd kind of eyes your work. And Sigurd, you realize as long as the pilot ship doesn't come to this side and stays on the opposite side, it should be okay. I'm going to direct the ship that it's so it's more leaning into the direction where um, when the pilot ship comes towards us, okay, they'll dock on the other side. Okay. Kind of and so you, Tobias, and Mar kind of orchestrate that part of the plan. So with the three of you doing that, one of the three of you can give me a deception roll with advantage as your base. Yeah, let's see. Who's best I, deception? Well, can I see if I know whoever it is that's doing uh, the... Uh, I, won't, I won't be pilot. a good deception person. Would that help me um, at all? Yeah, give me a history check really quick. Twenty-four. You actually know who the pilot could potentially be, if they're still under service of uh, the docking ward. Um, okay. He's a turtle. Um, often turtles are hired specifically for very intricate seafaring work because of their natural inclination towards vessels and being at sea and their attunement with. Uh, a water-like ecosystem to begin with. Um, this particular turtle, you do know is pretty stubborn. You're trying to recall his, his name. His name, you think it might be Hashton, might be the one who will serve during this time of day. There's another um, one. Sorry. An H, Hashton. H-A-S-H-T-I-I-N, Hashton. He's an older turtle, not one to be big on playful activity and, you know, chuckleheadedness. Um, his younger cousin, um, uh, uh, Pramotha, maybe could be on as well, because whenever Hashtin would get ill, Pramotha would often take over. Um, but you're familiar with the both of them. And once again, Tortles tend to work in family units, as they say. All right, so I share all of this information. Um, I don't have great deception. Um, I'm at a plus two. I have a zero. Well, currently it's Mara, Tobias, and Sigurd orchestrating this deception. Sigurd, what are you at? Health-wise, or what? I don't know, deception. Oh, it's hard for me to lie. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, plus two. 
Okay, so we're all the same. Um, I guess I'll do it. Okay, with advantage. I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, yep, that was terrible. Um, 11. Okay, that's your base. Um, depending on how you choose to persuade or communicate with the pilot, depending on who it is. Mm-hmm. So you guys get closer and closer. And as you get closer, you could quite easily see that there is a large stanchion at the opening of the port. And now that you guys are close enough, you're within maybe a mile at this point. And this is when you come into this area, the pilot ship drifts over, checks your manifest, reviews your log, you pay the entry fee, the docking fee, um, and then they allow you to dock. What's the docking fee? Um, Mara would know this. Mara, you know that typically the docking fee is 150 gold. I'll pay that. Okay. So you have it on standby, ready to go. All of you are on deck at this point. Um, the halfling child is on deck as well, running around. Um, so collectively, well, no, because not all of you are being deceptive. You're mostly just being deceptive about the ownership of the vessel. So we'll let that go. Um, after a few minutes, you guys hear a small horn kind of blare out. Um, Mara, you recognize it as the pilot horn. You watch as the smaller vessel begins to steam and chug over to you. Um, Attached to the back of it is one of those um, newer fangled steam-like engines that are being experimented with these days. It seems to be very popular with pilot vessels because it allows them to operate at a smaller scale and more force. The pilot vessel comes over, chugs along, you see the smoke coming out um a doubled ended hooked like ladder um rope like ladder gets thrown up on over the railing and it hooks into the side um you could hear a familiar gruff voice from down below it shouldn't take too long these vessels usually check out quite easily and you watch as the elderly form of Hashtin, the turtle pilot, kind of bring his leg over the edge, um, looking around. Let me make a quick roll. This turtle is six feet tall. Its shell has seen many years. Uh, Its skin is more of an ashen green gray. Very piercing eyes, though. Um, The dock ward often... The people that work or the individuals that work for the dock ward will have um, tattoos on them. And he's no different. He is covered in a variety of seafaring tattoos. He um, kind of uh, limps over and who be the captain of this vessel? Who who claims manifest and ownership? Um, so I'm going to go. Hashtag, old boy. Good to see you. He closes one eye and raises the other. Mara, what are you doing on this ship? I thought you had run off and got married. Married? No, I'm out for adventure. Oh, well, what? I'm actually, I'm here with my captain, Captain Sigward over here. I'm not familiar with that, Captain. Are you new to this port? Um, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh put my a, God. Like, um, I'm, uh, oh, God. been around the seeds for some time. We're screwed. <laughs> um, uh, give me, uh, hold on, let me see something. No, you don't have to. He goes, ah, well, I'm not sure what part of the sea you hail from, but it's always good to make the acquaintance of a new captain. Uh, uh, Mara, do you have this ship's manifest? Oh, of course, of course. Mm, it's a big over. vessel, quite large. The, his big turtle fingers come out and take the manifest, and he brings out a single monocle to his eye, and he begins to shut the other one and flip through the pages. Hmm, I see. Originating from Port and okay. Cargo containment. Uh, everything here looks normal. Can I possibly see your log for your travels, please? Of course, of course. Grab those. Yeah, he hands, you hand it over to him. He begins to flip through the pages and he's looking and goes, Hmm. So I'm assuming that the damage done to your ship uh, is mostly because of the storm I'm assuming you went through? We went right through the eye of it. It was one of the worst storms I've ever seen. Did it hit here? Uh, no, very strange. It seemed to be um, coming in our direction. It stopped. Uh, and then it just wasn't there the next morning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, it looks like it was quite the storm. Uh, no offense, Mara, but your captain's ship looks like shit. You may want to <laughs> consider having it uh, overhauled and repaired. Um, I'm a little concerned uh, whether it's even fit enough to be docked, but me and my crew will be sure to take a look and uh, do a good job of lashing it. Do you have the fee handy by chance? Of course, and I gesture over to fire. I hand him 150 mm. gold. No, he picks up the pouch from your hand and weighs it and goes, ah, good, good. I like it when these inspections go quickly. Um, uh, my men will oh, be... I know how it goes. My men will be tossing the guidelines from the right front of the ship. We are having some currents that are giving us issues. Um, uh, uh, as soon as those cables are lashed, blow the horn that, uh, uh, that does the sounding and he hands you the small horn that pilots often use as a communication device. So he goes, farewell. Um, be patient. You may want to have your men pull in your sails and lash down as much as you can. It'll be 15, 20 minutes before <coughs> we get you docked into the ward. Um, once docked into the ward, you are free to leave your vessel. Um, there is a fee for uh, uh, maintaining the vessel at dock, if you choose to stay longer than 24 hours, be sure to <laughs> be sure to uh, uh, send someone to the pilot's house uh, to pay for your for your keeping of the vessel in the dock. Otherwise, we expect you to um, be gone uh, the following day. Uh, well, good luck. Uh, be mindful. Um, good to see you, young Mara. You 
You seem to have be keeping very interesting friends. You've been gone a while, yes? Sometime, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Things have changed. <laughs> Things have changed. And you watch as he begins to hoist himself over the railing and start the slow descent down to the pilot vessel. So with that, you guys pretty much do everything you can to batten things down, get everything under control. The cables come shooting up. Uh, the front lashing hooks are set into the um, into the pegs that are there specifically for that. Everything's lashed. And you begin to feel the slow movement of the ship into the harbor. As you come into the harbor, it's massive. This docking ward can easily hold up to 100 ships. It, this, this area is a hub of mercantile merchant ships coming and going. As common knowledge goes, Port Zune, although we've, you know, Mars already shared some of what she knows of Port Zune. However, the Kovas Conclave's control of Port Zune is based on the fact that the current head of the city, known as the Marquis Alamadas Hadou, he is not always treated with much respect. The Clovis Concord regents and wards and different families often bicker over control of these cities, uh, whether it's Port Zoom, Port Damali, Nicodranus. Their strength has always been in their capitalism, but their weakness has always been in their infighting. It's one of the reasons why criminal syndicates tend to do quite well in places like this. The first thing that all of you notice is that there's not nearly as many ships at dock that you remember seeing the previous day. The other thing you notice is the few merchant ships that you can make out are all flying the Zahefe Uladan's banner. As you get deeper into the dock ward and the pilot ship guides you guys into your own section, more, more ropes are cast from the dock. You guys go through the routine of tying off the big post of the front and the back of uh, you know, the, the ship to the dock, lashing it down, going through that typical routine that all of you are familiar with. Um, all of you at, I mean, Sigurd, Mar, and Tobias, and Fire, a bit more familiar with it than uh, possibly Asbon and Asborn would be, um, as they've this is more of a recent foray for them out into the seas. Uh, Samar, uh, Sam, you're reasonably familiar with it because as your duties require the movement uh, between the major cities and in and out of the um, areas that you operate in, you've often been on vessels, so you're familiar with this as well. It's it's late afternoon, just the, the, just the slightest tint of early evening. The, the, the boat settles into the dock. You hear the horn bellow. You guys unlash the cables. Um, you wave at Hashtin as he waves back at you. Um, the pilot vessel heading out to go um, take in one more vessel. You can see another vessel out there waiting to come in. As you guys stare at the initial dock ward area, you're now 
safely docked in Port Zune. The one thing that sticks out most unusually for you, Mara, is the Zulu, and I would say for Sam as well, clearly in small groups, you no longer, the neither neither of you two notice any crowns guards. All the guards that you see are wearing the Uladan colors. The tabards, the yellow, orange, and red co colors of the house of Zephe Uladan. You notice too, uh, Mara, that a lot of the initial front dock ward shops all seem to be closed down, um, hanging amongst all the banner posts of the dock ward. You see the Zahefe's Uladan's banner prominently displayed everywhere. This is extremely unusual for you, as you begin to realize it's quite possible that the Marquis Hadou may not be in charge of this port city anymore. And perhaps something is going on here that you guys weren't quite expecting. And that's where we're going to finish tonight. Uh-oh. Damn it. My <laughs> time is over. It is now your turn. <laughs> your turn. Thank you for joining us this session for the telling of this, our tale of the Menagerie Coast. Join us next week as the story continues.